Hello, everyone, and welcome into Living Liberty Today. I'm your host, Charlie Earle. This is episode 32. We've titled this one, Changing Times. Well, yes, welcome to Daylight Savings. You didn't know that, did you? You could save daylight. Uh, It's a little hard to maintain. You need a special capsule to keep it in. But nevertheless, somebody in government somewhere believes that it's possible to save daylight. On a more reasonable note, there have been bills introduced uh, in various states and in in the House of Representatives to make, uh, in fact, also in the U.S. Senate, to make daylight savings time permanent. In other words, we would just, once you get your clocks changed back like you did this morning or last night, uh, they would stay that way forever and ever until the 9-volt or the double A's or the electrical power grid goes down. Either way, uh, your clock uh, should be changed, stay on the same time. That means many of you in your automobiles and other various clocks and digital devices you have around your uh, home uh, wouldn't have to be changed time and again. It would be perpetually one hour off. Just speaking for a friend there. Never mind. Okay. So some things that happened the past week. The Dow Industrial Average closed at an all-time high. I got to tell you, in all honesty, frankly, makes me a little tense, a little nervous. I have not been a good predictor of my during my life of all the highs and the lows, uh, trying to anticipate them and, and uh, work them. Uh, in fact, to give you a clue, back in the 90s, I bought and sold Oracle four times, and I think I had a net gain one out of the four. The other three were not so good. And just having the Dow this high with the underlying economics and underlying fiscal policies we have right now, just make me as nervous as a cat in a room full of rocking chairs, to borrow a line from my grandmother's era. Also, the tiny little $1.9 trillion, quote, COVID relief package passed. We know that 9% of that total $1.9 trillion actually went to direct or indirect uh, pandemic aid. Cities and states and some pensions benefited and got a little bit of largesse courtesy of the taxpayer and um, what we might say fiscally red spending. So they're spreading around, taking care of their friends, uh, in and out of the public sector. Speaking of that, the $1,400 individual uh, COVID relief was was also passed with tighter eligibility requirements. They lowered the the peak amount wherein you're eligible and uh, changed that around. But at the same time, they passed a massive relief bill for federal employees who, poor souls, if their kids have to stay home if their kids don't have school because of a uh, 
how do I put it, an irresponsible and stubborn teachers union, their kids were home, then they got special bennies with you and I and a lot of people at that lower end of the pay scale uh, aren't getting. There are a lot of people who couldn't go back to work because they had to stay with their kids because the schools were closed. So it's been a, a nightmare all the way around. There's no COVID not only has been a health uh, expert disaster brought on by so-called experts changing their tunes, changing their minds, and never really knowing what the heck is going on, but it's also been a political disaster. Even here in my own state of Ohio with a, quote, Republican governor, he has give, kept giving us goalposts for maintaining control of the COVID-19, and those goalposts move. They keep moving and moving and moving. And then just on Friday, he admitted that, yes, there's a good chance that we could have small group barbecues on July 4th like the president suggested. Come on, Mike DeWine, whose side are you on in this thing? You're certainly not a partisan, and I'm I'm certain that you would take uh, some pride in that fact that you reach across the aisle. The problem is, clown, your hand stays across the aisle. You're meanwhile choking down to small businesses and enterprises in the state of Ohio. You are totally undermining and destroying the mental health of many of your constituents while you're at it. So get a clue someday, my friend. Get a clue. Add in all those things we've just discussed so far about the, the, the cycle, uh, the uh, Dow Jones and so forth, the additional borrowing, the inclusion of federal employees for greater bennies, sending little pieces of money back to the people to help offset the excessive debt liability they've incurred, all those kinds of things, plus a debt now, a national debt that is approaching $30 trillion, which is unsustainable, which is uh, actually going to lead to more issues. The only thing saving the politicians, and remember, most of them are dumber than a box of rocks. In fact, a box of rocks would probably win most challenges against them is the fact that our interest rates are so low as to be zero nearly. And so the cost of debt isn't as high as it would be with just a slight uptick, which could lead to some really radical choices or even more profligate borrowing. The bottom line, it all comes down to an expansion of the erosion of our individual liberty. Every time they pass some new, quote, relief bill, every time they add some new piece of legislation, hopefully to help us, it has more restrictions on our individual liberty within it. In other words, they're saying, here, we're going to help you because we love you and because we don't mind borrowing money to do it and making you pay it back later on. We're also going to put these little tweaks and little rules and little regulations on it which makes your life more difficult going forward, which diminishes your individual liberty. 
So put all this together, and I know a bunch of friends of mine and and I myself are debating and pondering and trying to think about ways to combat this garbage. Uh, at some point, some of us are going to decide we're going to risk the jail cell or risk the totally total elimination from many of government programs and so forth by not complying. For example, even with the COVID shots going on right now, as of today, 100 million people have been inoculated. They call it vaccinated. It's an inoculation. 100 million people have been inoculated so far. That's out of a population of roughly 330 to 340, depending on how many undocumented you're trying to find and count. That's a pretty good percentage. Yet we're going to continue to have some mask suggestions. In addition to that, some mask requirements by the public and the private sector going forward. I guess that's one of the things, although I'm not surprised, I'm dismayed by the fact that so many people in the private sector are riding along on this crazy train of restricting people's rights and denying their access. Truly, as a, as a private enterprise, as a private business, you have a right to set your rules as long as they comply with the overall uh, laws of the land. But to go beyond that, just to be, quote, woke and to show how wonderful you are and how much you care, I think what it what it suggests is that we've got a whole generation of corporate executives who grew up in the 60s and who believe in the power of the state and enhancing the power of the state and taking those enhancements and sliding them over into their own private sector businesses. And I would argue at some level, uh, harming their shareholders and stockholders and stakeholders while they're doing it. So add all that together, loss of liberty, crazy fiscal irresponsibility, uh, Congress spending like a bunch of drunken sailors. And the old line is, you know, don't give drunken sailors a bad name by comparing them to Congress. But the bottom line is, as prognosticators try to look ahead, what's on the horizon? Is it going to be massive inflation? Well, that would be devastating, particularly if inflation gooses up interest rates dramatically. Then the national debt service will be phenomenally, uh, unapproachable, in fact, most discretionary spending, which is actually less than half of the overall government spending. I believe the last number I read was about 34% of government spending, federal government spending, is discretionary. That would, in essence, be eliminated if just a few ticks of interest rates going up, if, if Congress were to be... Uh, fiscally responsible, but you know what they do. They would borrow money to pay the interest, which for any of you who have ever known or seen somebody or perhaps your own life has experienced balancing and, and moving money from one credit card to another to make the payments, bottom line is that doesn't end well. And that's basically what they're in right now. 
on our federal government. And as they have been bailing out now with this latest bill, the states and cities that have been fiscally uh, irresponsible, uh, they're just going to make those situations worse going forward. So what's ahead? Massive inflation or is there a possibility of a deflation because everything stops? Because at some point, corporations, uh, producers of goods and services, manufacturers, and so forth suddenly find their markets dwindling so badly because of these government policies that encourage people not to go back to work. They'll be living on lower incomes than they have before because of government handouts never quite are enough. But on the other hand, they're more than what they might make working and having taxes and Social Security withheld. So you're going to have a whole group of people who decide not to work, who suddenly kind of drift or slide out of the consumer market. They may still buy food and minimal clothing and things and pay the cable bill, things of that nature, but they won't be out looking for major hard goods purchases or things like that. And it could have an impact on the overall economic picture and cause things to slow down. So when that happens as, it, as individuals move out of the consumer market, that affects manufacturers. They move out of the needing inventory, needing uh, products and services, needing raw materials, needing less transportation uh, requirements, things like that then that starts to slow down a number of various sectors too going down. So, so I, I, I could foresee either one an inflationary or a deflationary cycle coming ahead. Neither one will be without pain. They will both be very painful and difficult to deal with. Got an article I want to recommend to you by Tanya Berriaga, B E R I A G A. It's called woke businesses. If you're looking forward, these are things you can do. It's sort of satirical, sarcastic, if you will. But things you can look at going forward, areas you can go in to make a lot of money in the new woke environment that we have here. Trying to give you a little tip. Things aren't all bad. Remember, on the inside of you is where your real freedom resides. Well, that's Living Liberty for today. I'm your host, Charlie Earl. Have a good one. Live free and be free.